This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got everything from comic books to signed sports memorabilia, signed wrestling memorabilia. Anything you need or want, they have it. Best thing is they ship worldwide even better. They update daily, so please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products, visit LegacySubs.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They got everything from sleep aid to muscle building, anything you need or want that makes you feel great or makes you look great. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition at LegacySubs.com. If you're into video games and books, please visit BossFightBooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like NBA Jam, Kingdom Hearts 2, GoldenEye 007, and so many others. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at BossFightBooks.com. If you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to comic... No, not comic books. These guys are fucking me up. I almost got through it. Almost. Almost. God damn you guys straight to hell. But go buy some merchandise. And all that fun stuff, but most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So as you guessed it, you probably heard it off the top, them giggling and mumbling in the background. You Thank God this is not video because we'd be kicked off on all of the platforms. But I am joined once again by the boys of Formerly Got Till Five, the Q, the Q, the Q, yeah. You got this. You got this. Come on. He's having a stroke. <laughs> we'll explain soon enough because I'm still recovering from COVID from last week, as some of the listeners know. <clears throat> All right. Rewind because I'm not going to have time to, to crop this together because we're literally filming this or recording this last second before I put this up. So it's going to be very interesting. The cool musician, Jesse Benz, and the person Canada does not want, Max Curtin. <laughs> Very true, they literally rejected me. Hello, Steve! 
Oh my god, that was brutal. Uh, that was brutal. Hopefully, people are still sticking around. But yeah, I'm still recouping. I'm a lot better. Thanks for asking, but I'm here. I'm not going to miss an episode. 302 consecutive weeks, my friend. Amazing. So I haven't actually listened to your most recent podcast before this. Is it literally just you, like, coughing and crying for an hour? No, actually, I made it pretty good through it. It was with uh, former NXT star Axel Tischer, formerly known as Alexander Wolf from Sanity. And no, I made it through. It was good. I think I only coughed once or twice. So let's see if I could keep that up today. Nice. Awesome. Go on. What's up? Um, this is the 302nd episode, yes. and we weren't invited to the 300 <laughs> episode, even though we've been on 100 and 200, the fuck Are is you? up with 300, Steve? Oh, I don't know, I guess we're just, okay, I was supposed to have, okay, this is the breaking news, I'm not going to drop names, but I'll tell you guys after the fact, I was supposed to have someone big time on the show, cancelled last minute, Us. so I had to scramble, and I ended up finding two Portuguese people that are also in entertainment, so one follows wrestling and reviews up uh, NXT podcast on the post wrestling feed and That's the how to cook Portuguese stuff. You can't go wrong with that gentleman. If people know him, you know yeah, him. It's, but it's it, 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 it was a little, it was it's a little pork hard. chop reunion. You cook potatoes and sausage. Like what's hard about Portuguese food? Like fuck, oh, Steve. Is it because England left the EU? Are you just trying to be like different? That's exactly what it is. To get on out of spite. That's exactly what it is. But yeah, I should have reached out to you guys even to make a little cameo, right? You guys would have done that. We would yeah, have done that. We're desperate yeah. for money. <laughs> <laughs> money. Yeah, that'd be the day. Oh um, my goodness, I wish. That was all good. Hey, what I, I was just thinking, whilst you were doing your intro and I was um, doing a Mooney, yeah. um, do you call it a Mooney in Canada as well? Or is that just a biggest thing when you get your ass out? No, it's you moon someone, so you're you mooning moon someone. That is, yeah, a, you're I mooning wasn't sure them. if that was. I wasn't sure if that was just a British thing or not, because it sounds quite. I was, quite I was reading British, a post earlier when someone thought that mooning was when you spread the star in the middle, like you properly spread. What the fuck? <laughs> Everything. Like a oh, when you, oh, when you open it wide open, feel right, that see. chocolate star. Yeah, he um, he had a lot to explain on a stag do. <laughs> Like, because Mooney is such a sweet, innocent word, but that, what you just described, is like an act of aggression. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Oh, my God. We're off See to a fantastic future. start already, gentlemen. Okay, before we get into wrestling, obviously, because we're going to talk about Full Gear, right? That was the name of the pay-per-view? It's been so long. We're, we're doing this later than we usually do it. It's almost... Actually, fucking Dynamite should be airing any any second now anyways, but... Yes. Yeah, right? I, I'm, quite, I'm actually quite excited for it for the first time in ages because uh, people have some explaining to do. Yeah, no, for sure. But, Jesse, you're out on the road. You were busy, my friend, as of yesterday. What's going on with your music career? It's all going good. Uh, uh, winter t- so I play, for anyone who doesn't know, I play for a blues musician called Trevor Babajack, who is um, doing pretty well for himself. We've just released a new album, literally released yesterday as of recording, the 22nd of November. Um, we did an album launch yesterday in London. It all went well. I'm knackered today, but it was all worth it. Um, it, it like I said, his name is Trevor Babajack. The first... Uh, the new album's called Not Far To Go. It should be on all streaming services and stuff very shortly. That's awesome. And Max, I mentioned off the top, Canada doesn't want you. You're supposed to come over to visit the Great White North. <laughs> like, are you seriously banned for life? Like, what the fuck did you do here to not be welcome back? I'm not, I'm not banned for life, but like the new visa system, um, um, because I was a permanent resident of Canada, it expired and I couldn't get a... The visitor's visa, it was, so like, it was a whole thing. 
Canadians' bureaucracy is one of the stupidest things that exists on planet Earth. I like, agree. They they love a form that's signed correctly, but now <laughs> and stapled in the right way. But now I have renounced my Canadian residency, so I'm no longer a Canadian blood. And so uh, I will be back in June. I will be gracing your maple drenched shores in June. So if you're a citizen, you can't come and visit. But if you denounce your citizenship, then you could come. Like, how does that make sense? Wouldn't it be the yeah, other way around? Well, you know, you know, Trudeau <laughs> likes to um, here we go mix things up. I, I showed up in blackface, and I still didn't accept. Oh it my god! Like, give me points, but <laughs> apparently you didn't do anything. You'd, get, you'd be like in their cabinet by the end. Yeah, no, I got I got arrested. It was a weird couple of weeks, but who knows what happened? Um, so yeah, I will be back That's in fun. June for a week nice uh this is the third attempt to get back into canada like you, your guys's border control is on fire like fuck brexit just get whoever's in charge of canadians border control that'll no keep kidding. the immigrants out yeah no kidding right oh that's fuck well well we will welcome you with arms wide open my friend i know you're probably Thank gonna you. go to the west coast right that's where you're gonna hit yeah yeah so you know you could go fuck yourself because i won't be around <laughs> <laughs> i can't really help you that's about uh I don't know, six-hour plane ride from Toronto to Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. So. and expensive. Actually, you know what? That's so fucked up. I could go anywhere else probably in the world for the same amount or cheaper than going to Vancouver. You could fly to England. It, it, I remember once it was cheaper to fly back to England, hang out with Jesse, than it was to go see my friends in Calgary. Calgary was like a three-hour flight. That's fucked, you see. And you had a much better time. <laughs> so, yeah, true, true. It all worked out. Oh man, well, you guys aren't rusty because you just did another podcast. You were reunited with the Game Till 5 crew. How was that? Well, he's been doing his research this week. Come on! Uh, I know. Well, he saw my Instagram story. I think that's about uh, as far as his research goes. Yes. Um, it actually but, is. That uh, is true. Yeah, we did Game Till 5 with the girls. Um, recorded it last week. It came out a couple of days ago. Um, it's amazing how quickly you slip back into just being abusive daddies. Oh, God. Um, we. <laughs> I hadn't been an abusive daddy for a good couple of years, but within five minutes of talking to them, it just all came back. We were bullying them, and yeah. um, we just felt quite dirty by the end of it. So, it was, it was so we, we got to the end of the episode. That was my first podcast in oh, six months. I don't know how true. long it was for you, Jesse, but it was like mine for six months. And by the end, the girls were like, we need to end this. Please leave. <laughs> They weren't talking about the podcast, they were just talking about everything. We just need to end this. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what was the top five you guys uh, talked about then? Top five anthrop- anthropomorphic animals in video games. They're definitely uh, scraping yeah. the bottle of the bottom of the barrel. What the right? fuck? Well, I know. Basically, so... basically, basically furries, right? Furries sure. in video games is what we were looking at. Okay, no, so it was uh, animals that have human characteristics, not ones that we want to fuck. Even though Jesse completely misunderstood. Oh, this. of course he did. I mean, it is a prerequisite. You'll you'll both be glad to know this. I don't speak okay. to anyone unless there's a little bit of me that wants to fuck them. Oh no! <laughs> Awkward pause. Let's move on. <laughs> Shit! All right, gentlemen, we are here for wrestling. We now cover AEW. And actually, it's funny because Survivor Series is coming up. Let's touch on that quickly. A quick preview. I was actually looking forward to this year's Survivor Series with War Games now. Hey, War Games. Um, I, I don't know a lot about what's going on, but I always <laughs> check out the videos that involve the Samoan Dynasty and Sami Zayn because that shit is comedy gold at right. the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And then having War Games introduced into a main event roster 
bring it on without Regal saying war games. It's a little <laughs> bit redundant, but yeah, it's good shit. Hey, here's a question because I'm not following WWE at all sure. anymore either. AEW is my only um, modern wrestling that I'm following. Although I did just sign up to WWE Network again because they advertised to me on Facebook. Like a targeted ad came up, and it was just a picture of Trish Stratus looking hot, and I was like, "Yeah, they've got me. They've got." So I just wow. <laughs> so I I like, give me my ten pounds. Awesome. And uh, yeah, give, did that. But I've been rewatching WCW because it's my happy place. But. Um, New WWE, since Triple H has taken over, because this is one of the main reasons I stopped watching WWE, have they stopped the crazy fucking camera cuts? Uh, you know what, that's a good call. I think they have, because I haven't really noticed it, so maybe they have. Because I've seen people talking about all the great, you know, Triple H doing this, Triple H doing that, but no one's mentioned the fucking mental camera cuts that made me feel car sick every time I watch it. So if they have, I'm, I, I'm happy to watch some WWE. I'll be more team modern WWE, and I might give some yeah. Ivers music again. Yeah, but the Kevin Dunn shit, that was just horrendous. Yeah, well, he's still there, So, but like I said, I don't really notice it. So unless there's few of them, I would say they're all gone, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, all right, I'll give it another go. And um, Again, you should, because now you're starting to see a lot of, even like, I love it that Triple H is integrating a lot of the NXT storylines, like even with Gargano and... With Dexter Loomis, like you know what I mean, like all this comes from the NXT yep. days, so you're getting some closures to some storylines that we never did get, and obviously all the people he's bringing back too that shouldn't have been let go in the first place, and God knows how many more are, are on their way too. So to me, it's it's not stagnant and stale anymore. Like it's not where I think WWE's heyday was at one point, obviously, but the steps are there, and I could see this moving forward if Vince McMahon or the old guard doesn't intervene again. This is going to be fucking fantastic in the next five years. Nice. Yeah, I mean, NXT was rolling hot and heavy um, up until Triple H needed the heart surgery. So if he can right. kind of bring that touch, yeah, I'm all for it. I, I used to love watching NXT. It was I never used to watch the main product, but I was there every week for NXT. I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble. I think the oh, true yeah, like the true test of a good booker is how they book a Royal Rumble, I think. So that'll be a true test for... Triple H and his team and I'm excited to see what they do with that well we'll see what they do because the whole thing is is that who's going to take the belt from Reigns right is it going to be the person who wins the Rumble or is he going to lose the belt before that to set up just him versus the Rock because obviously you, you don't need a belt involved in that storyline so it's like what well, there's so then that's the thing it's so many ways and I like that Reigns is not being challenged this pay-per-view and he's taking a pay-per-view off because now it extends it even further and it's yeah. like, this is what they used to do back in the day. You know how many times they used to put the world champion like a tag match at a pay-per-view just to protect them because there was either no challengers or he wasn't a good champ to begin with? Like, you know what I mean? Why not bring shit like that back? Yeah, but, this, but this is such a interesting position because Roman is the most protected champion in right. decades. Of course. Whoever beats him is a made man. And obviously Austin Fury is not that guy. Nope. Um, but who do you strap the rocket to that beats Roman Reigns? I mean, I, I didn't watch it, but I heard the Logan Paul match was insanity of a good match. It was very good. In terms good. of what they did. Um, it, obviously, he's not the guy to kind of take Roman's torch because we've had so much booking in the past of, oh, I can't believe he lost to him. But I'd be, I'm very excited to see who beats him. And for me, if you've had Sammy in this Usi storyline for the past six months, 
I'd give it to Sammy. I, I've <laughs> said it on a previous episode that. too, my friend. That's my pick. Let's go with Sammy. Sammy is the guy. Because we saw him get that babyface uh, title victory in NXT and how that worked. Right. You get Sammy kicked out of the bloodline and you build that babyface taken on Roman. That is a story, like, writes itself. Would you take him back to Scar Sammy once he was yep. locked out? Yep. Shave the beard. Yeah, oh, of course. The hair. He, oh, I, I'd keep him. I'd keep him with the beard up until the match. Like he's constantly battling. Remember how they did Kofi, where he had to go through the gauntlet. So he has to go through the gauntlet of the uses, and he has to keep doing that. And then it comes to the actual yep, match, and exactly. he comes out clean shaven, short hair, <laughs> in shape, ready to go. And then he beats Roman. Yeah. Oh, you're getting me wet now. I considered <laughs> that with Sammy. That'd be awesome. Triple H, listen to me. Hey, and yeah. he, and to, the person to do it would be Triple H because he obviously has confidence in people like Sami Zayn mm-hmm. and Kevin Owens, and I'm sure Kevin Owens will be involved in that storyline. And you know they're going to turn again on each other and have a fantastic feud as always they do. So to me, it's just like up, everything's on the up and up. And like how you mentioned with with the Pauls of the world, it's like the celebrities now they're bringing in actually have a good work rate, which is fucking weird. Whereas yeah, before it was all money. just money grab. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Steve Amell, Bad Bunny, um, <laughs> Logan Paul. Logan Paul is an insane worker. It's really annoys me that he's it's actually it's shot over <laughs> and he's doing that. Really annoys me. So good. He's yeah. so good. Hey, when you're good, you're good. Isn't that true? All right, let's touch on AEW, my friends. That's what we're here for. Yes. We watched the whole pay-per-view. Well, I guess we're rated at towards the end. Let's go with our favorite matches to start off. Let's go with you, Max. What was your or unique match of the night? <laughs> Just so that the fans of the show don't think that I'm a complete fucking wet mark sting, <laughs> uh, we did agree on who we were going to pick before this, and I, I went last. But the surprising match, I think, for, for everyone, because you had the first half, which was really great, up until, I'd say, the four-way for the Ring of Honor Championship. Yep. Then it dipped down. The three-way was great. Like I will always sing Wardlow's praises, like, what a talent. Um, but it, it wasn't until the sting Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett leave Jay Lethal match that the pay-per-view picked up again for the second half. And I, I'd even say that as over as the acclaimed are and how good they work with Swerve and our glory, we saw a dip again. I know. Acclaim should have opened the pay-per-view. That match should have been the first match. Good call. Like, imagine Acclaimed coming out, first match, the pop they would have got, like, That's crowd cool. would have been fucking hot for that. Yeah, and then you follow with a cage match and you would have just been rolling from there. Mm-hmm. But th- this, this whole idea of... Whatever Sting is doing in 2022, where he's just this, this is a man that is in his 60s, right? And he is just heavily influenced by Darby and whatever he's kind of going through in his midlife crisis. And we have Double J, Jeff Jarrett, being brought back, which is if we look at, and this is not a personal opinion, if we look at historical wrestling promotion history this is a death kiss on a promotion to bring jeff jarrett back into the world and put him in a working match like it is not good hey be nice he is a former guest of the show 1996 (laughs) and also this whole um where he's a loose cannon and he fights the cameraman who are trying to film when he's cuts a promo it's fucking weird in terms of what he's doing (laughs) but um the thing i love about jay lethal is this whole Sanjay Dutt and Satnam saying how they originally were bought in as Ring of Honor guys, but in reality, even though AEW has been plagued by this Ring of Honor kind of curse that's been following it for the past two months, 
Jay Lethal is the one who's kind of been more AEW than Ring of Honor. Like, they don't I list them so. as Ring of Honor. Right. Um, but you still associate Jay Lethal with Ring of Honor. So whenever Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal are on my TV, I'm like, oh, fuck, another Ring of Honor segment. But they're not. They are AEW. Um, and then we have this weird Sting and Darby Allen storyline. And it was going into a no-DQ match. And it was like, what? why? Why are we doing this in, in 2022? Uh, especially two matches before the main event. But... Fuck me, did they go in hot? They used Satnam Singh perfectly. I was going to say uh, that. that. That was my standout heavy. for a big guy. Yeah, he, he's going to be gold if they use him the way he, they did in that match, especially. Yeah, because from a kayfabe perspective, you go, why doesn't Satnam Singh just come in and destroy everyone? End of match. Thank you. And they went with that. And then Darby did the um, death drop from the top of the ramp of the ladder. Satnam caught him. Sting was just like. My whole gimmick is jumping off the second floor balcony in arenas. I don't understand. Took him out, and then the um, the death drop into the um, coffin drop that that they ended up pulling off was just such a great way to write him off. Um, and I, I I'm I will always rate Jay Lethal as a talent. And then when you the factor best. in, yeah, he's incredible. And Sanjay Dutt being the little scrappy do little shit that he is that kind of runs in and does all of his little stuff. He's perfect for his role. And I think they have finally found for these three, Jay Lethal, the legit wrestler, Sanjay Dutt, the scrappy do character, Satnam Singh, the monster who you can bring down, but it takes three men to do it. um, is great. And seeing Darby kind of take on a lot of Sting's characteristics and a lot of Sting's movesets, I think the use of Sting since he's come to AEW has been the best use of any ex-talent, WWE or WCW, regardless of how you book a senior talent. Him and Christian. I was going to say Christian is up there too. Yeah. Yeah, Sting and Sting and Christian because like Sting just elevates Darby Allen. I mean, they don't have a lot for Darby right now, clearly, and he's just doing these little matches and what he's doing. Which is um, a shame. But it'd be great to come to a point where Darby does start going back up. Because if you look at 2021, Darby was one of the top stars who could have either gone for the TNT title or even the world title when he had that opportunity. Well, that's the um, thing now. What do you do with match. him, though? Like, do you, yeah. do you do that? Do you go for a title now? Or yeah. do you do that whole storyline of, obviously, because he's going to break away from Sting, something's going to happen there, and he's going to want to be his own man. And I think for him to take that next step, he has to break away from Sting. I don't think he's going to get to the like that serious world title contendership until he sheds Sting away, unfortunately. Because, again, I, I don't know. I think this I think this gimmick has almost has gone as far as it could t- like, like you see how Sting has evolved his Sting character. I think now we need another evolution of Darby Allen, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know if it's an evolution of Darby. Maybe it's an evolution of Sting in the sense of less being the tag team mentor, less being the tag team partner and being more of the mentor. Oh, Darby I see. Okay. And takes him towards that world title because... For me, it makes no sense for Darby to turn on Sting or Sting to turn on Darby. Like, that makes zero sense whatsoever. I think someone um, should just take out Sting and then that's how they separate them. And then and maybe, yeah. like, two or three years from now, Sting comes back and it's a nice big reunion. And you sort of, like, okay, they didn't split, but someone took him out, so he had to leave type of thing, right? Yeah, if you have a proper heel world champion who takes out Sting and then that's Darby's retribution for going for the world title, MJF? that would be fantastic um but i will always darby's one of those characters that doesn't need the tnt title he doesn't need the world title he can be put in this position of you have to bring the crowd alive they love you like give us the energy and just get everyone going like 
Derby is happy just being Derby, what he's doing at the moment. He doesn't need the titles. Um, that is true. And I'm more than happy to continue seeing him at least for another six months in this role. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still so angry that Darby Allen wasn't around when I was like 11 Here or 12. <laughs> he just would have been my guy. I you know, know, it really like, does bother is, you, man. Shit. <laughs> he is just fucking tailor-made for little 12-year-old Jesse, you know, to sort of, of be, course. to just follow the shit out of. And I hope, like, kids are doing it now. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think, I don't think Sting should turn on Derby and things like that. Like, whether it's when it's... I, I quite like the sort of, as he gets older and maybe stops doing jumping off of shit which must happen eventually right maybe not um, <laughs> I don't like, know the whole sort of you know Jimmy Hart to Hulk Hogan like maybe that's a bad example but like sort of always there's nothing wrong with having a constant manager with you with a face you don't see it much anymore and I quite like the throwback of that you know no yeah, I agree all we have at the moment is William Regal Paul Heyman um, and it would be and Christian to a degree, but but they're Sting, all for heels, aren't they? And they're um, all for heels, and you uh, a baby face character. Can, well, you got Stokely, but he's more of the, like the faction, and then you got Prince Nana yeah. too, right? So th- yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a few of them out there now, and and I love how every faction now has a woman in it too. To me, that's fantastic as well. Why not? I think, and I still think there should be more women factions. Period. Like put three or four women together, like how Britt Baker's with Hater, and even a uh, yeah. Rebel doesn't wrestle, but still, it's still considered a faction because there's three of them, right? Yeah, totally. yeah. Women factions is something that should really kind of come in, especially with a senior manager like a Trish or a Mickey James or a Lita. Sure. Uh, would would be in- incredible. Medusa but, as a yeah. manager of a stable, my God, come on. Yeah, give me. Certainly. It was always my favorite thing. It's always been my favorite thing about New Japan that you 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 sort of know loosely what everyone's affiliations are. Yeah, and that's I like true. that AEW is doing the same thing. And WWE, even though they haven't done it, it was always in their video games and shit. Like I you know. would. Oh, it's form stables, or like in some of the newer games, it'll be like, oh, um, he likes this person more than that one. So when you're playing a game, so and so might run in. And I love that. Even though WE don't have that in their storylines, it was always in their game. So it feels like it's always been something that's around wrestling. So just leave it. It's a part of wrestling, and AEW's done it from the beginning. It, you know, from from the inner circle was like one of the first big factions that kind of came in. Uh, they've always had that kind of consistent, even up to now, with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Right. But uh, but also, before we finish on this match, like I know a lot of people shit talks Jeff Jarrett for kind of coming in, but. However old the guy is, he so still wears good. the same ring gear. He can fucking work. He over-delivered, like, man. He totally over-works. But Jeff Jarrett has been delivering since 2000. Like, everyone wrote him off at the end of WCW, but he has delivered and delivered and delivered. And then hearing that when Sting and uh, Jeff Jarrett faced off and there was the TNA chant, that was just really nice little moment. Um, yeah, it was. His comedy moment when he was in the ring wait, waiting for them to come out and then um, they appear in the ring behind him and he does the look round and then like the double take, you know, like I just fucking yeah. love that. It was so... See, and that's the thing like, with comedy. Double J as well. Like he could be serious. He could be that heel you want to fucking hate forever. He could do comedy. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm sorry to say, he still has one of the best entrance themes of all time. I'm glad that AEW is transferring all the old themes that they could use because yeah. to me... Uh, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Like you need that theme to be accompanied with the wrestlers. I find a better attachment, and I care more about the wrestler if I recognize the theme. Yeah, totally, hundred um, percent. And my final point before we move on to the other match is: this is one thing AEW does great in their pay per views. They throw in a fun match like this, where yeah, it was the 
anarchy in the arena or this or those the stadium are the, yeah, stampedes. They, they just know when to pepper in a fun, stupid match, which they know the crowd or the hardcore fans that are like, what the fuck? And they make it good. And this was that match for this pay-per-view. And That's I think true. it really bolstered the energy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jesse, what's your favorite match of the night, my friend? Um, well, aside from your pick, which I'm looking forward to talking about, my <laughs> favorite match well. of the night um, would be um, Jungle Boy versus the Luchasaurus, accompanied by Christian. Um Cage. Uh, Christian Cage, sorry. Uh, my initial, uh, my own, I have two negatives about it before okay. we go into how good it was. Sure. Number one, it shouldn't it shouldn't have opened the show. Okay. Um, weird to have a um, cage match open the show. Um, I think it was a long it was a long show anyway. Um, too long, I think. But if you'd popped this sort of four or five matches in, I think it would have kept the crowd hot for the rest of the match and we wouldn't have had the lull in the middle. That's fair. Um, and also, didn't like the bit when Christian um, opens the door and Luchasaurus comes out to rescue Christian when he's being taken away from security. Doesn't that mean Luchasaurus has won? No, it's not an AEW rules. AEW really? rules are pin or submission only. I was going to say, see, and this is why I hate. This is my only thing about steel cage matches. That's why I love Hell in a Cell because you know what it is. It's pinfall or submission. That's it. In a regular steel cage, there's so many ways of winning. You could walk out the door. You could climb the cage. Submission. This, that, and it's like, and then you, and then they don't tell you specifically. So then they could do a swerve of some sort and be like, oh, but you know that's part of the rules, and it's like. Can we just have like a universal rule for yeah. a steel cage well, match? This is a, in AEW. The rule has always been because they have come out and said they hate the escape rule. It makes zero sense. They were like, you can only win by pinfall submission or um, knockout. And yes. I think that's how it should. Okay, work. that's fair. Well, the, that, that's fine, but um, that's on the commentators to remind. Because sure, sure, there's people like me watching who are slightly more fair weather who wouldn't necessarily know that about AEW and I think there'll be lots of people tuning in to pay per views like that that's, that's on the commentators they should have explained that I think but um, the actual match I thought was fucking great it was um, Jungle Boy man I'm just loving watching him develop as a character and he's a white meat baby face who is getting over how he fucking should it feels like early 90s or 80s WCW it feels like my happy place someone can just be like so it feels like surface sting that's who jungle boy reminds me of when you go back to like um you know when he was just so positive and just a good guy and got on with everyone and just went out and did his best and but it wasn't he was so likable that it wasn't sickening like it would be if loads of other people did it like it was when john cena did it for example um it's the same with Jungle Boy. He's just a fucking good bloke, and he's great in the ring, and that make and you feel sorry for him, and sort of empathise with him, and you want him to win, and it fucking works. It's awesome. Um, seeing Luchasaurus work as a heel properly is great. He can flip flop really, really well. Um, and Christian, as a sort of, I know he's um, injured at the moment, and he might wrestle again when he's not. But in that manager role, he's fucking brilliant. I hope he's got years of that in him as a heel manager. Christian. Is going to be great. I think so too. Like if you get a good, I don't think him and the Luchasaurus pairing is the greatest. But then again, that's to his detriment. That like, look, look what he's able to do with someone that's really not supposed to be paired with him. Like, you know what I mean? Imagine if you gave him the people that would mesh well and they'd have good chemistry and stuff. Oh, it would be great for him to be a leader of a faction. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah, 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 I agree. This match was fantastic. It was. 
Okay, I have my mixed feelings. I liked it starting it off because it made the crowd very hot and it made you care. And like how you said, people are so into Jungle Boy and hearing that music again music like you know what i mean hearing that jungle boy theme you get you want to get out of your seat you start waving your hands and everything right and obviously the storytelling was fantastic the moves were fantastic like who doesn't love a canadian destroyer off a chair fantastic flying off the top of the cage with an elbow fantastic like you know what i mean all all this stuff it's to me but i agree i think it was positioned in the middle we would have got more out of it and more out of the rest of the pay-per-view and the other matches as well Definitely, like I said, the claim should have opened because the crowd would have burnt out by the time they were out and they're one of the hottest acts at the moment. So you should have capitalised on that and really got the show going with them. But and also, blood in the opening match is a no-no for me. You don't, you should build up to stuff like that. Yeah, but know? there that wasn't really much blood. Was there blood in the Sting match? I don't remember. There was blood in pretty much every match. I don't think there was, was there? blood in the Sting match. See, now I don't remember. Fuck. It was, it Maybe was I'm just so used to it. The first half of the pay-per-view had blood. Uh, so then there you go that's why so they set the precedence you know once you bleed everyone else has got to follow suit so yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny when uh, after that, oh and also Jungle Boy won by tap out which is cool and that um, is nice so making Luchasaurus who's like monster heel booking right tapped out but it felt to me they booked it in a way that didn't weaken Luchasaurus no it just all. made his finishing move stronger and now you're like this guy could literally make anyone tap out Exactly, yeah. It made Jungle Boy much stronger, didn't hurt Luchasaurus at all, no. which is great. And that's really difficult to do with tap out victory sometimes. Yeah. But, um, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, this This is why it works so well with a monster heel doing it. And the story that they told throughout the match where Luchasaurus dominated for, like, if we were going to put this into percentages, it was 75% Luchasaurus. At least. And then... 25% Jungle Boy coming back and that was the beauty of the storytelling of like I got a little bit emotional at the end when like he was making this comeback and that's what exactly you were saying Jesse a white meat baby face should do where you're yeah. like oh my god yes it's great yeah and I love that and uh, his family were there they made me laugh at yeah, his mum and sister were there who were both pretty fit by the way um, and he um, gave his mum and sister a hug and a kiss after he'd finished the match before he left. Just leave it. Like, only in wrestling, right, does someone complete their match, give their family a hug and a kiss, and their family are so happy, just covered in the blood of their, <laughs> their relative. It's just like, completed. like, the sister just had, like, blood, her brother's blood stains all over her after they'd had a cuddle. And I thought, only in wrestling would you see that. Right. And I woke something in Jesse. <laughs> Blood and piss, Jesse's favorite. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, this again, fantastic. I don't know what else to say about this match other than, like I said, it's just weird sometimes for me with, with steel cage matches. You don't really know, like I said, unless it's a Hell in a Cell type of deal or I guess War Games because they, they actually put up the the actual rules of the matches and all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, to me, steel cage match is like a world title match. I don't like it going on first. You're right, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a big thing, and cage matches have become so stale in WWE because they they don't mean, mean anything, anything. Really, I know they they don't mean anything. But we've had three in AEW. One was Wardlow versus Cody, and that made that match made Wardlow on the map of what it was going to be. Uh, the next one was Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks, and that was one of the best tag team matches. It was. That's probably my favorite match of 2022, I think. Shit. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. And then yeah. the third one is this one. So, like, AEW knows how to book a cage match, and I have all the faith in them. Because when they first announced Wardlow versus Cody, I was like, ah, oh, do we have to bring cage matches in? Like, <laughs> fuck. Um, 
Yeah, just stunning, stunning match. But I, I didn't think about acclaimed opening, Jesse, and I think that was 100% the right thing to go because I love acclaimed, I love Swerve in Our Glory, but by the time that match came on, before the main event, I was on my phone, like, yeah, texting, exactly. looking at Reddit. Yeah. I was just, like, not engaged at all. Yeah. Did you guys but ever do... Strickland masterwork masterwork swerve is doing no swerve is good no he is he's very talented but you know the problem is i think with him not too many people get him and i think that's gotten like that's what happened i think in wwe vince mcmahon didn't understand him and now look obviously what hero's doing and stuff it's like imagine if he was able to still be there but i think that's the problem he's he's one of those guys that is just too ahead of his time and when we look back we're gonna be like fuck if people only understood him from the beginning but did you guys ever do a top five steel cage matches on your show? Oh, I don't know if we did, you know. Only, only because, as, as we were just saying, it's not, WE-wise, it's never really been our favourite thing. I don't think we would have done. You know one that sticks out for me in WE, though? If we mm. were to do one, this would have been on my, on my list. Do you remember No Way Out 2005? Sure. It would have been JBL versus The Big Show in a okay. steel cage match was the headliner. Wow. And the match finished because Big Show chokeslammed JBL okay. off of the nearly top of the cage. I think they were standing on the ropes. Right, right. Um, yes. And JBL went through the ring um like they broke they oh, like, I remember broke this. the ring and he won by crawling out from under oh the yes ring, like i do remember this the apron. that was and actually smart booking that was fucking perfect booking that right? was a great way yeah, for like a shit heel like jbl to win a match like that you know you know, you know the bullshit of that match jesse was right. uh, so so back in the day me and jesse used to do um these if anyone remembers these god bless you but these msn groups federations of wrestling where you'd have to um you join this like uh msn group and you'd have to like have a faction and i run this whole company i'm putting air quotes for people obviously on the audio side max and was, you don't do yourself down max max was the creator and chairman of mcw this is maximum championship wrestling which was an internet federation we all invented our own wrestlers Oh, I say that we were those wrestlers. We embodied those wrestlers, and yep. you'd all um, and you'd all basically write a promo, post a promo for your match that you're booked for, and then Max, as the chairman, would ch- would choose his favourite promo out of the two, um, and wow. that would be the winner. And then Max would write this fictional pay per view and like how all the matches went and the best promo won. Yes. And then one of, yeah, it was one of the coolest. I can see the admiration in your eyes, Steve, of how cool I am. We were dripping in pussy when we were doing (laughs) it. No, man, this is actually (laughs) fucking fantastic. Like, you literally did your own, like, GM universe without the actual, like, video game. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, we what do we have? We had like 20 people on the roster all from like That's around awesome. the world. It was okay. Cool. It was, yeah. Were you a crooked booker though? Would people like slipping oh, stuff? Oh, fucking was. He oh, fucking I was. I started off. Because I was, I was just a talent. Yeah. yeah. That's I hilarious. I was a talent. So I was a victim of your fucking <laughs> bias. I was, there was politics in that locker room. Oh, baby. I love it. It was, it was so pure until like the... It, first three months were pure and then people would start like bartering with me and like making friends it was great um, but but the purpose of the story is <laughs> do you remember sorry just before you get to do you remember the first mm. ever pay-per-view where I was booked in the title match I was Vice Rampage by the way which is still the <laughs> <Rampage. laughs> um, 
so Vice Rampage was booked in the uh, first ever pay-per-view, the first main event for the title. Oh, God. And, and you fucking lost. So Max would write it on a Sunday night, oh. and you'd read it. So you'd read it that Sunday night of what actually happened at the pay-per-view. Right. And then it might even have been Saturday night, so I had a whole day to seethe on Sunday before, like, Monday, and you go back to school. And Max booked me. I lost the match. I wasn't the first ever champion of mcw and i just remember coming into school just like look and we our eyes sort of met across the playground and then max was like oh fuck and i just started chasing it i was so angry with that fucking decision oh my god it, it was it was it was best for business it was the well. i needed a face champion but i used to invent matches and that that first match that first kind of blow off feud was a five flaming tables match you had to put whoever put their opponent through three out of five flaming tables was the winner which i still think is a sick concept and then uh six months later for our big show that we were doing i invented the barbed wire steel cage match which had uh, all of the chain link, which you'd have in a normal steel cage, but with barbed wire, which I thought was an insanely good concept of a violent match. I was a visionary. And then WWE, and I don't think this is a coincidence, Steve. Here we go, here we go. WWE, three months later, announces they're doing a barbed wire steel cage match. And I went, oh, that's funny that they come up with that idea off the top of their head. You had a leak in the Federation, my friend. We had a leak, and not only did they <laughs> bastardize my concept... It was me. I was right into the dirt sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but all they did Love is it. they wrapped steel cage around the top of a normal steel cage. And right. I was like, that's just weak. So I, I was I didn't watch that pay-per-view out of principle. It was like when Bret Hart came back to wrestle, I didn't watch on principle. Because yeah. they stole my fucking idea. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my Tangent. God. So this was Maximum Championship Wrestling. Is there any... Still residue of it around on the internet or no? I have a CD that contains old... Um, I downloaded all the promos before MSN Group shut down. <laughs> but I think if I bought this back, if I set up a Reddit group or something, I, I can make this a thing again. Totally. But, you know, it does live on, though, because every wrestling game that comes out that me and Max buy... Yeah. These wrestlers are always recreated in those games every time. So Vice Rampage, Delphic, which is Max's wrestler, um, they all live on in every wrestling game. Yeah. They are AEW fight forever. And they have some of it. Yeah, yeah, oh man, we could defect when the new AEW game comes out. Do it. We'll create them in that. And then you could also create the MCW fucking championship. Exactly. Yeah. Do you really know the words? Oh man, this is on like Donkey Kong, Max. I can't wait. We're going okay. <laughs> to bring it back because this is. This is arcade style pro wrestling this yeah, is what yeah, we yeah. used to play back when we were doing this so yeah i'm excited I'm sorry that was a ride again that was a weird weird dip into the past <laughs> all right but as i pull my penis outside back outside of my body <laughs> let's move on to my favorite match of the, of the yeah, night sorry, <laughs> okay so it was for the trios titles the return of the elite obviously versus death triangle before i start off with anything I used to really, really enjoy Pac's work. But this match just opened my eyes even further. To me, you know what? I'm going to go on record saying it. Top three wrestlers right now in the fucking world. I'm sorry. This man is fucking amazing. What he could do, the way he storytells everything. Oh my God, man. This guy, this guy should be a fucking world champ wherever he goes. He's amazing. He's, he's the dynamite kid of today. He's just fucking... Better. Better. Ten times yeah. better, of course. Just... 
everything yeah pack is i think I, I think i've said it before on this show i always forget how much i love pack until i see him work again and i'm like oh fuck yeah pack he's amazing like, that's the yeah, thing right. and i don't know what it is that makes you forget about him i don't know if it's the way he presents himself because he's that serious tone guy or the way he cuts his promos but i don't know as soon as he goes into ring him and phoenix fuck fuck me man i don't know how these guys are even in a tag team i want to see them go at it one-on-one that would be i think my dream match right now in AEW would be Pac versus Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. yeah, just, yeah, they're a great team. I like the dynamic of, you know, the sort of hammer finish and all that stuff. Um, great storytelling. Yeah, just Building brilliant. Weeks. Yeah. Pac, yeah, Pac just being this, like, little bully boy, basically, just sort of forcing them to, forcing Phoenix to do that sort of shit that he really doesn't want to do. It's just, and yeah, oh man, it's great. Yeah, Pac's got it all, man. He's he's got a great look. He's that's he the other thing. Flippy shit. Yep. He's a technical wrestler. He's just there's. I can't fault him. There's nothing. And even even his promos are fun because he's got like the mad accent and stuff. Like I just that's true too. Yeah, when when he acts all crazy and skittish and shit, that's I think the best part that you're getting. Yeah, definitely. Do you remember like Adrian Neville and all that and how he was back then? See, and maybe that's why I didn't really appreciate him because he was all fucking watered down. And then I end up finding out this guy, the fucking nickname's The Bastard. And it's like, okay, now I understand why WWE did what they did. But it's like, still, you could still let this crazy, not crazy, but this fucking unique character shine in his own fucking way. You don't have to water him down. Yeah, definitely. It's, I, thought, I thought it was really cool when, like, because he sort of turned he into the bastard. He wasn't called that, but that sort of character in WWE, didn't he? He had the heel turn in WWE and looked like that for a while in the cruiserweight division when that yeah. existed, all that purple shit. And um, and then he left for AEW. And I remember thinking, because do you remember he had to sit out his contract for like a year yeah. before yeah. we could do anything with WWE? And I was really excited to see him in the Indies or wherever he was going to go. And I was thinking, what would he do? Will we see like? Who is he really? Who does he want to be? Would he go back to like the sort of clean cut Adrian Neville thing and stuff? And I actually really like he's just kept the heel character that he left WE with because it really suits him. It's fucking awesome. No, it's fantastic. And obviously now you're starting to see the cracks and you know the Lucha Brothers are going to have to be faces eventually because the audience just loves to cheer for them. Like with Pac, he has that uniqueness where people appreciate it, but they know that they have to boo him type of thing. Like, you know what I mean? So he's not going to be that cool heel. So to me, it's great how they are already planting the seeds. You know something's going to happen between that and that's how they're going to lose the titles. But, okay, we have to bring it up. Jesse, we were making fun of Max the last time because he wasn't on saying that the whole Elite and CM Punk thing was a work. He was right, my friend. It wasn't a work. Justify me. Justify me. I'm so, all I'm saying is we still don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I mean, uh, CM, CM Punk, right? Whether this happened or not, CM Punk is currently injured, right? Correct. So, so he wouldn't be able to come back and prove either way regardless. So until he's fully healthy and we've officially seen some sort of proof that he's no longer hired by AEW. He's, he's been, on the he's been taken off the, the game cover. He's yep. not, like everything possible. And just like, well, let's just, let's just see. Let's just see. But can, but can you imagine? If I was Tony Khan, I know like it would like make for a fucking awful atmosphere at work. But like it, the money of bringing CM Punk back as a mega heel would be oh, so yeah. fucking yeah, yeah, good, yeah. wouldn't it? 
if that music hit, like what if we like Kenny Omega um is champion. Yeah, something like that. And then that music hits and he comes back and he's an absolute cut like that Fuxy and Punk chant started right at the start of this match. That was fantastic. And it, and it was like, yeah, and it was like, oh man, he could just and we've seen CM Punk as a mega heel before and it's his best work. He's of fucking because he's such an arsehole in real life, he's so good at being that on screen as well. Like you remember you know he had to take a WWE and his Ring of Honor run and all that shit. I'm I'm not gonna categorically be like, no, you're wrong. I'm gonna argue with this because the only people who have spoken out is Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho is the biggest fucking carny who ever exactly. in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chris Jericho's like he's toxic backstage and he's the worst and all of this kind of stuff. But yeah. you're 100 right. Like for the first time in nine years. People adamantly hate CM Punk for being CM Punk. Of all people booed him out of respect because of his character. This is just pure and adulterated hate for who he is. You could make so much money from this if everyone just got on the same page. But you know, that's too hard. But again, you know, we we don't live in that era anymore, and maybe it's more important to just like be happy at work. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So whatever. Yeah, no, and again, this match was fantastic. Trios, I love me a good trios match, and I like how they have the actual trios rules where you don't have to tag to come in and out of the ring. To me, whoa, that... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Steve. Are we, are we jumping over the elite entrance? Are we jumping over the elite entrance? Thank you, Jesse. <sighs> Steve, please do this properly. Fucking hell, man. I mean, you're the host. This is your choice. What the Go fuck's for it. going on? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it, you fucking nerds. Do it. It's like that was so cool, right? What a great return! It was like, the way they battle it. You're the one that's been banging on about entrance music and stuff. I know. That, makes you, that is fucking sick. That was awesome. That gave me goosebumps when that happened. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to take it over. We wanted to, but anyway, yeah, fine. Your choice, Steve. You're the one that needs to talk about it. No, yeah, no, I agree you again. No, 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 I agree. This is another thing that Tony Khan does brilliantly where he gets the rights to music and he puts them to the right character. Like, again, it's fantastic. Like, who doesn't remember, like, old school fucking, like, uh, indie shows where people come out to, like, Metallica tracks and this and that and you would feel, like, that hardcoreness to it. Like, you know, and then they go on TV, they can't play that music because of copyright because WWE doesn't want to spend the money even though they have it. It's like, come on, man. Like, I still want fucking Limp Bizkit back when Undertaker comes out as the badass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, watching those old WWE videos of him coming out to a generic Limp Bizkit track, come on, man. Like, dish it out already. Because not, not only is it shit music, but it ruins the organic crowd pop. That That's what I mean. And that too, right? Just, it just, yeah, it just sucks all yeah. around. This was my thought. I was like, oh, if AEW fails in the next five years and they get bought out and then they don't afford the rights to that track, we're oh, just going to have... You're right. is not going to hit the same as Kenny does it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same thing with Hollywood Hogan's track. Like, you know, you can't yeah, have Hollywood exactly Hogan that. without that guitar riff at the top of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. that That's what yeah. made Hollywood Hogan. Watch it, and yeah, watch it Mania 19 on the network, which I did not long ago, actually. Okay. And when Hogan comes out, and he had it at that time, he had Voodoo Child by um, yes, Jimi Hendrix. And they change it back to Real American, but because... Oh, did they? They do, yeah, when oh. you watch it on 19 now. But, obviously, but they've got the sort of generic crowd noise on it as well. So you don't get... So 
like Hogan's coming out doing this all out of time because it's a different song. You know, the crowd just sounds really flat because it's like just an electronic crowd noise, and he just looks like a fucking jabroni, man. Right? <laughs> like, at least get like a cover band to do it or something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, or the instrumentals or something where you could get away with where it sounds like close enough. Like, for example, like Samoa Joe's track in AEW. Sounds pretty fairly close to everything he's yeah, yeah, yeah. always had. Like, Which there's was that beat to it. Of Simon Says, anyway. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. Like, Simon Says, get the fuck up. Pretty yeah. much, like you know, or that Godzilla beat or whatever it is that people want to say. But it's like, come on, like at least keep it within the realm. Like, don't change it up completely. Like, fuck. Mm, yeah, but um, yeah. What and Kenny is in fantastic shape. The Bucks are looking great, and now they ha- they they had an absolute banger of a match. And I, I know Jesse's not a spot fest monkey, but I am a spot fest monkey, and I will watch those matches a hundred times. The younger brother versus the older brother, and uh, yeah. Kenny and Pac. I will watch so Kenny and Pac right? until the day I die. That's what opened up AEW, right? But oh, that's, that's not a spot fest. Kenny and Pac don't do spot fest. No, do pro- but the other two do, and then you have Proper Kenny and Pac to do to do the other stuff, and you have the brothers yeah, to do nice the other. Mix. Yeah, okay, yeah, right? yeah. Nothing gets overdone. Yeah, it's a nice mix. You're right. No, it's perfect. And now I don't know if you guys know it's, it was announced they're doing a best four out of seven series. So this is going to, yeah. like, I don't know how they're going to top off each match, but I'm sure they'll figure out a way to do it. And well, Kenny's wrestling Osprey. Um, I was just going to bring that uh, up too. I can't wait to watch that. Well. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. be such a great match as well. My God. Wrestle Kingdom 17 is shaping up to be like, you can't miss it. In terms yeah. of a show, I've not been this excited for a Wrestle Kingdom since four years now. Um, Ooh, look at that! Yeah, I, I think we need to do a meetup, Jesse, and uh, yeah, we watch some Wrestle Kingdom. What days of the week does it fall on? Because uh, they've put it back to one night, haven't they? Which is good because uh, January fourth. It's always January fourth, which is a Wednesday. So uh, we could maybe stay spoiler free, and you could come up on the Friday evening or something, and we could yeah. have a weekend or something. That'd be nice. Beautiful. Sorry, we're just book, booking ourselves. That's <laughs> so nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's talk about the main event quickly before we wrap this shit up because obviously it's important. Oh, yeah. MJF versus Moxley. Okay, it's hard for me to get excited for these type of matches like how we talked about even earlier with Reigns and Paul because you know who's going to win in the end. Like everyone knew like this is the worst kept secret. He had to win. If he didn't, it was going to be game over. Like, you know what I mean? So to keep us entertained... <sighs> I saw this coming a mile away. I just didn't want to say it because I was going to sound like an idiot. But I saw it. Like, just everything leading. I'm like, why are they talking so much with Regal? Why is this pass getting in? Like, is Regal going to turn? And I could see Regal turn. And I could see that whole BCC imploding because you're you're already starting to see, like, Yuta not getting along with Danielson and stuff. So, I don't know. I I thought it was fantastic the way they played it off because they almost had me a couple of times where I thought Mox was was actually going to win. And then in the end, they did what they did. MJF's new champ, congratulations. And again, perfect storytelling. Fuck. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I think it was fun booking. It was... That's the word, yes. They subtly mentioned the brass brass knucks and how if you want to be a real champion, you you fight until you die. And then um, when... It reminded me of, do you remember in 2002 when Brock was the super champion and then Paul Heyman turned on Brock and aligned with the big show? And kind of, it was, (laughs) but it was kind of like, 
it blew but your mind. when it happened, I was like, holy shit. And if I was not a smarky cunt as I am now, I would have had the same reaction to this turn. But that just slide of the brass knucks, and I think Excalibur did the best call of the night, which a lot of people seem to have missed, but when he was like, William Regal has sold his soul to the devil. Oh, that was perfect. And I was like, I love that, that was JR level of cooling. Yeah, no, nice. th- that it was. And quickly, before I get off topic even more, speaking now that we're talking about announcers, the three-man team of Taz, Shivani, and Excalibur, my God, I love these three guys together. Like, them by the... For, except, except for Excalibur, of course, because that guy could go with anyone. It doesn't matter who you team him with. But these three together, it's fucking gold. They're all having fun. Shivani's having the time of his life. Taz with his Tazisms every once in a... Like, this is fantastic. This should be the team moving forward. And again, I agree. Jim Ross should still be a part of the, the team. But have him like what WWE did in the past. Bring him in for those big fucking main event type level matches. And then he could be the surly fucking JR as well. Because, I don't know, this three-man team, chef's kiss. Yeah, it's, uh, it's old uh, Analyst Jones over here. But I digress. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Taz is like next level. I have always said Taz is next level commentator. Taz is great. We've regularly talked about this. Our favorite, me and Max's like favorite commentary team from when we were younger was always Michael Cole and Taz when they were doing SmackDown in like 2003. They were great. They were really, you forget how good, and again, Michael Cole's actually getting good again now, isn't he? With Triple H's direction. I'll even throw in Taz and um, Mike Tanay and TNA. My God, those two fucking did so well off each other. Yeah. Oh, and is, is Mike today still working anywhere? I have no used, idea. That's a good call. I don't. I, he used to be part of the digital division in Impact. I don't know if he's still doing that or not. But he was I used there. To love it. I used to love it when they brought him in in WCW because uh, AEW kind of do the same thing, don't they? But like Mike Tanay would only commentate the cruiserweight matches in WCW because he was like the quote unquote cruiserweight expert, and that made the cruiserweight matches feel special because you were bringing in this guy who knew everything about like the history of the wrestlers and the moves and stuff and it just it just felt authentic and, and cool. i like and i like so I, I and i everyone should have a gimmick i don't give a fuck like if you're good enough it should not take away from the wrestlers like referees should all look different they shouldn't be cookie cutters we should know their names like back in the day like you know what i mean and i think it yeah, should be yeah. the same for announcers this guy was like the professor he knew everything like you know what i mean then you had like the body who was fucking obviously the body a retired wrestler and he played that gimmick well like then you have bobby the brain with his stuff too and it's like why can't we have these sort of gimmick type announcers like to me that's why uh M- M- mcafee was, was so good yeah, yeah. I like that Excalibur's get like, it still makes me laugh. I know we're all like used to it now, but he's just, he's fucking great announcer. He's a real straight play by play guy. And he wears a mask. Just the fact that he wears right. a mask is so fucking funny. Like, it's still funny to me every time they cut to the desk. The fact that he's not even color, he's not, he's just really solid play. He's the Michael Cole of AEW, just play by play and straight. Wearing a mask that looks like it's really ill-fitting and uncomfortable, by the way. As well. <laughs> okay, I'll throw this to you guys, and then we'll go. We'll touch back on the match since we're still on announced teams. What would be your dream announced team of all time? If you could pick from any era, any combination, I don't care, two or three, whatever is your okay. preference. Ah, uh, um, Bobby the Brain. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah, Bob, Bobby the Brain um, from 80s WWF, uh, JR from late 90s WWF, 
and um, and Paul Heyman from early two thousands. Oh, nice. Good call. Good call. Nice. 2001, Paul Heyman was fucking amazing. Of course. Riling up JR. Yeah, the best. Uh, I'm going to go pure anarchy, and I want my company to fail. I'm going to go <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura. Damn. Nice. Goltaz. And Booker T. Because they Shit. were fucking each other. <laughs> Shit. The whole time. I was not expecting Booker T to make an appearance. No, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm, I'm going to go more traditional here. I like... I like Bobby the Brain from the WCW days because then that's nice. when he was just like, you know what? I've already yeah. made my money. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Then I'll go with Mauro Ronaldo from the NXT days. Mm. Ah, nice. Great shot. Yeah. And my third one, Joey Styles from ECW. Nice. nice. That would be great, actually. That would be cool. That would be that's my three team. team. That's right? a proper team. Yeah, that's like a sort of um, authentic. Like that, They'd all be trying to outdo each other on how technical... Like how technically right they could get all the moves. Would they'd all end up speaking Latin by the end? <laughs> but also, they'd all be topping each other of how they can react to a spot. Like yeah, you'd have exactly. to, oh my god! <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> it would just be a, a sound bike board the whole friggin' match. Just spin a Rudy in off the commentary desk, staring daggers and people. Oh my god! So as a whole, what did you guys think of the main event? Was it a good title match in the end? Satisfying? It, it was. They didn't need to overbook it. They knew what the finish was going to be. They, mm. it, it was what it was. It wasn't um, MGF's best match. It wasn't his crowning moment, but he is no. now world champion. And I'm more interested to see what MJF does with that world championship than I am with him winning it. It's it's yeah. not like a babyface Randy Orton winning the title right. uh, where that's his moment. Like now the entertainment comes from is MJF going to be the champion? I'm picturing 2002 Triple H MJF. Like just talks, yeah. doesn't defend, buries people. I, 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 I'm very excited to, because this whole full gear pay-per-view has been a reset for the company. Like there's no Pretty denying much. it. Like yeah. changing the champions, going in a new direction. Yeah, yeah. This is where we're going. And MGF is a bit of a wild card and we'll see what happens. And that's why I'm going to tune into Dynamite tomorrow. It wasn't. It was WCW esque. It, it was like um, the main events in WCW were rarely great matches, no, yeah, but right. they furthered storylines. You remembered how they ended, True. and it made you want to tune in the next week. And that's exactly what this match has done. I can. I. I remember the finish. It's a finish that won't be forgotten for a while. I really want True. to watch a uh, Dynamite this week to yep. see what happens next. It's. It's done exactly. It's generated money. It's done exactly what it needs to do. It's done what a main event should do. So, out of five, what do these guys rate the whole pay per view? Uh, I think we, it, if we go from all out being what it was, um, and it has struggled over the past two months as a company. Like this has been the, probably the hardest two months they've done. Um, I'd, I'd probably give this a three point seven five. There was a lot of great matches in there. I feel like it was slightly overbooked with a lot of things that dragged it down, sure. mainly um, Jade Cargill, the Soraya Britt Baker match, yeah. the Ring of Honor stuff. Like There was a lot that dragged it down. When if you reduce this to an eight-match card, this would have been a 4.5 easily. I yeah, I completely agree. If yeah, if it was shorter, a couple of matches dropped, and matches were put in a slightly different order... 
it would have been nearly a five star show. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. I give it a three the way it stands, and yeah, it was still shorter than I thought it was going to be. Once I saw the card, I was like, shit, it's going to be another five six hour pay per view. It still clocked in just under four hours. Which yep. to me is still a bit long, but I understand because AEW doesn't put on pay-per-views on a monthly basis. So to them, a four-hour pay-per-view is a double dynamite show. Like, you know, so it sort of makes sense. But I, yeah, I think the sweet spot for pay-per-views is three yeah. hours. The sweet spot for a, a weekly television show is two hours. But we never watch it live, right? So because uh, in England it's on at like one in the morning, right? So you sure. might as well just watch it the next of day. Course. So we so we have the problem of when you press play on the Fight TV app, you immediately see how long the whole show is. Gotcha. Because it's recorded by then. Do you see what I mean? And and, <laughs> you, and you say Dynamite's two hours. It's not because we're not watching that live. So we're skipping through the ad breaks. It's actually ninety minutes, really. Yeah, that's and, true. Um, so when I but clicked I, it, it's all four hours, I was like, fuck me. Like, that's yeah. half a I agree with Steve, though. I, I feel like a three-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view is, is more than manageable for me. A three- to three-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view, not an issue. Uh, it's it's literally those last 25 minutes that I... And I was fully paying attention until the Acclaim match, which was a shame. So if you cut that out, I probably would have had full attention. Mm, um, I'm, I'm going to say three for me personally. I know I'm in the minority. Fair. Anything over three hours, I start to struggle. No, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. What's the next pay per view on AEW's plate? Revolution. There you go. From, I guess. Um, oh, actually, no. From, we'll reconvene. I think uh, Royal Rumbles before that because we're still going to cover the Royal yeah. Rumble, of course. We always do the Rumble. Oh yeah, I'd like to see the Rumble. Yeah, that'd be wicked. God, so, um, life, life goes too fast, doesn't it? That's ridiculous. That that's it really does. But uh, Revolution is going to be in uh, San Francisco for the first time in the Chase Center, which is a massive arena, like eighteen to 20,000 people. So I'm excited to kind of see what they do for Revolution, because that's one of my favorite AEW pay-per-views of the year, without a doubt. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Well, Royal speaking of first times, AEW is coming first time to London, England. Will you guys be trying to get tickets for those, that show? Front row, baby. Oh, shit. Mate, yeah, if- if we're free, we'll be there, definitely. No, I'm going to be there. I'm cancelling everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't have a life like that, unfortunately. But if um, I did, I would. I, Yeah, I, I hope I can. That'll be... Um, well, hopefully you guys awesome. get a better show than what we got up here, because we were gypped out for the pricing and for what they gave us. Oof. Could have been a lot better yeah. for Toronto's first visit. Like, come on, we're like top five easy cities in the world when it comes to wrestling fan base, and that's what they gave us. I don't know what they gave you. What, what happened? Exactly my point. No one it remembers. A, it was a forgettable it show. It was a Billy Gunn focus show. I remember a lot of Billy Gunn in the Toronto episode. Yeah, there was there was no you no know, sing along with with Fozzie. Like you know what I mean. Jericho didn't even come out for Dynamite, so no one got to do the karaoke with him. So, like I don't know. Like I guess the big reveal was uh, Renee Paquette came back. She was there. Okay. So. Oh, she, she's like she's like the Beyonce of Canada to you guys. Oh yeah, like, of course she is. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that's that's Michael oh no, no, sorry. The, the other big, me. the other big wrestler who came out was what's his name? Fucking Ty Dillinger. I always forget his name in AEW. Oh yeah, he's Canadian, isn't he? Yeah, he came back and Jordan he. Spears. Yeah, well, he brought back the ten chant and he put up tens everywhere. So I guess that's his gimmick again moving forward. But we haven't seen him since. So it's like everything they did, it was like stuck in a bubble just for us. To cheer because they had no idea what to give us here, John. I don't know. It's okay. You, you guys are two years behind anyway. You probably thought you were still in NXT. It was yeah. like a guest appearance. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, like, where's, where's Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, gentlemen, thank you very much once again. It's always a pleasure. It's always a blast. You don't go weird story of the week. Oh, I retired that. I'm done. You retired that? No, fucking give us the memo. Okay. I'll make this, because I retired it last week, because as of the 300th episode, that was the last one. It's it's more work than I I should be doing, but anyway. Okay. (laughs) I had a feeling you were going to get upset, so I do have one. And this will be the final weird story of the week of all time. All right? This is the the encore, the weird story encore, and then we're done. All right. This week's story comes from, oddly enough, my hometown of Toronto, where a woman went viral for incorporating weird ingredients such as umbilical cords, placenta, hair, breast milk, and Jesse's favorite, semen. And apparently, she has a method of breaking down this into liquids and then forming it into a powder and making... Jewelry. Interesting. You could uh, literally so. have a real pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or like that's how you go have a weird story in a week. That's that's a hell of a finish. That's something I've never thought about before, and I'm surprised more people haven't done it because people get weird about like when they have a kid, they're like, oh yeah, right? we'll keep the umbilical cord or we'll eat the placenta. We'll, eat the placenta. Yeah. well, yeah, that's how like, it pretty much started. Why aren't there more umbilical cord bracelets out there and stuff like that? Like maybe there's a, maybe there's a massive gap in the market here. That well, just- that's what she ended up finding out because she used to just do it for like, because she used to make like generic jewelry. And then she found, like I said, she has a patent and everything. She can't really talk about it where she breaks all this stuff down into liquid and forms or whatever and makes some clay. Right. So first it started like you, how you said, like people were getting like, you know, the weird stuff like umbilical cords, placenta. And then that's when the breast milk started. And then that's when cum started. And it's like, what, what I want to know is, is people donating their own cum or is she getting it from her husband? Or how about this? Would you donate your own cum towards this cause if you were paid handsomely? Uh, Yes. You would want someone to have your cum bracelet. Who needs payment? I'd love, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, oh, just God. give me my own cum bracelet, like, you know, um, as a little freebie, and I'll be happy. But, no, I, I don't know, there's some, is there something quite nice about that? If you know your other half is sort of wearing your seed as little earrings or something? <laughs> I guess. I'll buy, I'll buy you some Christmas of me, and then we'll see how you feel about it. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, but like I said, she started this off like as a hobby, and she went literally from like having ten to twenty orders a week, and then someone posted something online, and now she has like over hundred orders a week. Her and her husband had to quit their full time jobs. This is their full time business now, making breast milk and come jewelry. Steve. These are the people you need to be interviewing. Stop wasting your time on us. <laughs> if she's in your hometown, yeah, you need to make friends, buddy. Right? Can we be on that episode? Of course. You could come as much as you want on the episode. Oh, man. I'll just be sitting there hard as a rock. I know you would. You probably would be. You'd just be now. sitting there like, okay, how do you exactly break that down like that way? I could yes. do this myself at home. <laughs> So if I jizz now, can you just take me through it? Oh, God. <laughs> Do I freeze it? What happens? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, gentlemen. Hopefully you're satisfied with that. Now, plug your Thank shit. You. Whatever you want to promote. Floor is all yours, my friends. Max is sort of off the grid at the moment, aren't you? You don't have to promote anybody. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
Okay. I'm, wor- I'm working on my career at the moment. And, yeah, he doesn't, uh, yeah he doesn't like being in the public eye, so he's got all but, weird. But I, I, I was having a shower the other day. Picture it, folks. <laughs> this is nothing to plug. <laughs> and I washed myself. No, I, w- I was having a shower, and it was after we did the Game Tour 5 podcast, and, and the itch started to come back. Oh. Ah, see. The, uh, oh. the, the old, the old uh, bringing the magic back, because then after that, I watched our last two episodes we ever did, the um, Random Generator and, and the End episode, and yeah. I was like, this was some good shit. This yeah. was, this right, was we've good. Got, we've got beautiful chemistry that you've been just spunking up the wall. <laughs> And yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm here when you need me, baby. So, yeah, so might be coming. Let's see what happens as camera rumble. I know. That's we'll see. That's we'll see. see. But, uh, yeah, just, just you plug your music. But in the meantime, yeah, just the easiest thing to do is just find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Jesse Benz, J-E-S-S-E-B-E-N-N-S. And um, you can find all the music I'm up to. If you're in England, I'll probably be preparing a show near you soon because I'm all over the fucking place at the moment. Come and say hello and make a new friend. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest, except for cum, at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support, wow. Support those fine sponsors because Fidel Demo most definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Okay. Predictions quickly. Who's winning the male and the female Royal Rumble? Mine are easy. I'll do it right off the bat. I'm going Karrion Cross for the men, and I'll go Sasha Banks for the women. Oh, yeah. Sasha Banks for the women does make sense. Sami Zayn for the men. Okay. I was going to say I was gonna say that as well. So I, I think Sami too. Um, it'll be an accident win, and then it'll build the storyline. It'll, um, it'll be one of the Usos who's in last with him. And Jimmy. It'll, yeah. Fucking it'll Jimmy. that way, I think. Uh, no, you know what? I'm not even going to say anyone else. I agree with Max. It's going to be Sammy. I'm going to hang my hat on that. And uh, for the girls, again, I'm not really, I'm not following it, so I don't know what anyone's up to. But because she just seems to fucking win everything, I'm going to say Charlotte again. Oh, they, actually, that's a good call too because she's been out for a while. Yeah, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Mummy. another good shout out. Yeah, but she's already involved in a, a good storyline, and I don't think she needs to be chasing a title right now. But uh, I, I just, I just want, I just want her to degrade me man so bad on that note he's jesse (laughs) he's max i'm steve this is the podcast peace peace